0: Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Pastor Israel Rodriguez and I'm Tim Flaherty, the Christian talk radio show that goes beyond the surface level to explore the deeper truths of faith. Join us as we journey together into the heart of God's love and discover the power of faith to transform our lives.
1: Muy buenos días, Caldwell. Good morning, Caldwell, Treasure Valley, Boise, Nampa, all those, and even Wilder, all of those who are listening to this. Radio program Beyond the Wall, this is Israel Rodriguez with the R's, team and my co-host, Team Flirty, and we're on the another episode with our brother, John McGee, and on our last program, we were talking about a lot of the teams that John was involved after his return from D.C. and uh, how the Lord brought him back to Caldwell, and he talked about some of those uh, organizations that are doing this outreach service of love and the community john welcome back to one more episode and uh how are you doing today and tell us about those nonprofits, those organizations
2: oh thank you thanks pastor it's good to hear from you appreciate that welcome and um, i'm happy to to be here and talk about my favorite topic of caldwell and some of the things that are going on there I think Caldwell has really seen a resurgence over the last six years or so. We've had good leadership over there, of course, with Mayor Nancolas for over 20 years. And I think the building of the plaza in downtown has caused a lot of people to take notice. We see a lot of 1A plates now over in Caldwell in downtown and people enjoying that downtown and what it does also is it allows us a chance to serve, right? And with this growth, is going to be seventy thousand people this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, we talked a couple episodes ago about when I was a kid and it was about sixteen thousand compared yeah. to seventy thousand now. So that growth that growth means there's opportunity. And growth also means there's a lot of hurt out there too, when you got a lot of people. You're going to have hurting people, and so I've I've really enjoyed a group in particular called Love Caldwell. It's a group of pastors and lay people, led by Jim and Sharon Porter of Caldwell Free Methodist for many years, and they they brought me on to help help serve in that capacity. And one of the one of the coolest things we do is a, a annual medical clinic. Where we go to Elevate Academy in Caldwell and we open up the doors and we have doctors and dentists and podiatrists and eye doctors and all kinds of sorts of people that can treat people who may not be able to get in to go see a dentist or couldn't see a doctor during the week. You know, those sorts of things. And one of the emphases that we have is we we talk about God. at at these events. And we talk about Jesus and we have a prayer room at this clinic. So we have a room that's just devoted strictly to prayer and we'll go in and and pray for people. And I think it's just been a wonderful, wonderful program for our community. This year, we're going to team up with Genesis healthcare. They're going to be our partner. They're working on a, a new facility that we hope to host our clinic at that facility Um, but they're going to be our partner as well, and they serve under the name of Christ as well. And so I, I think having a medical clinic in Caldwell has just been a way to really get out in the mission field and talk to people about God. And even if you don't talk about God, they're so impressed that you have spent your time just volunteering just to help them with their health. And so... It's been It's been a great thing that i've uh, I've been really proud to be involved with it
0: well in our you know over the years I've seen this, I've seen the love Caldwell and we've participated in some of those activities over the years, but more and more, what I see is that it's the people from from that fall through the cracks that don't qualify for say Medicaid that don't have private health insurance that are that are people who you wouldn't necessarily think of them as in need because they're working and they're raising their family. But how many men and women are out there that just cannot find a way to pay for that $800 Obamacare, Uh, you know, $800 a month Obamacare. And it's like, there are so many people out there that are working hard with every breath in their body, with every muscle that they have in order to make it for their children and still a clinic like this, Love Caldwell, really does it for them. But with that, we'll be right back.
2: Are you a local pastor who needs supplies for your church or nonprofit? The Estagos Community Warehouse is the place for you. You can find a plethora of items such as teaching supplies, toys, bedding, and even garden supplies and decor all at
1: discount prices, some even 90% off retail. You can join Estagos Community Warehouse by going to estegos.org and filling out an application. Membership is free and only takes
2: a few minutes to sign up. That's estegos A-S-T-E-G-O-S, dot
0: org. And we're back again. I'm Tim Flaherty, your co-host here with Pastor Israel Rodriguez. And our guest today is uh, City Council Member John McGee. Councilman, we're talking about your service inside the community of Caldwell, especially this last decade or so, and your service inside the church and how that has changed from, from or, or how that differentiates from public service as a young man, I mean, when you were a staffer in D.C., when you were working on those ag issues, when you were working on transportation, getting that that freeway pushed through. By the way, so and I wanted to tell you, take this opportunity and just say thank you for that, because I I think people forget that it was a young John McGee who worked so diligently for so many years to make sure the freeway. Would stretch all the way from Boise all the way to caldwell and and be that conduit so that families didn't have to spend two hours on the highway to get home that uh, moms and dads could be able to be home with their family sooner and safer. and so I you know we, we talk a lot and I, I joke a, a with you a lot about your time in public service and but for that honest to God, my my family, my brother, my grandma, they all live in Caldwell. And when I have to drive from Boise to Caldwell, and I can do it in 35 minutes, I think to myself, this is all due to John McGee and his long nights, hard work, making it possible. Well, um, that's that's
2: very kind of you to say, Tim. Um, we A lot of people were involved, including back then Governor Kemp Thorne and other members of the legislature. But I, I was the chairman of the Transportation Committee, and so... It was it was something that affected me personally too because I had to drive that road every day, and you could tell by the growth we were having in this valley that it just wasn't going to last, and so it it was pretty clear to me that that was something that we needed to do, and so I I, I spent a lot of time and focus and energy on that, and and, um, thank God that uh, the legislature eventually came to their senses and voted to approve that and it's been it's been great it's been an economic engine for this valley when you see all the road construction as frustrating as it can be you see all the people working Mm -hmm. right and those are jobs and you're improving the community you're giving parents more time to spend with their kids by making it easier and and so these transportation issues especially the, the freeway have been really of an interest of mine over the years you mentioned also that the church service and asked the difference. And, you know, the, the difference really is at these church meetings, the first thing you do is sit around and you pray,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Yeah. And so everybody is on the same page in terms of what we're trying to do. We're trying to do God's will. Now, that doesn't necessarily happen when you go into a legislative meeting to talk about transportation. Right? We don't start the meeting by praying mm-hmm. and asking God's will. And so there's a big difference there it doesn't mean that at a church board you don't have disagreements um because you do you may see something differently but boy by starting a meeting with prayer and understanding what the goal is of that meeting those meetings go a lot more smoothly you don't take debate or disagreement personally because everyone is of the same mindset of hey we just want to do what god wants us to do Mm -hmm. and so you know, maybe some of those legislative meetings should start with prayer. We did in the Senate chamber, we would start with a prayer every day. And I think that did help.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think for you in particular, now you were on the Deer Flat Church board for a six-year term. That ended a couple of years ago. And now you're doing, you're on the regional board and you're doing finance committee and you're a delegate to the national stuff. But what I'm wondering is, you know, during that six-year term, Deer Flat, the church stepped out in faith and built a three and a half million dollar addition to a kids wing, and I was just there because they're having vacation Bible school this uh, week, and I was helping uh, last night set up for my brother and his his wife who are who are there, um, and your and well, and your kids were there too, helping set up. What was that like making that decision to spend that much money on for a little country church? And we always joke about this because it really is, if you've never been, I would encourage you, head head out there for a Sunday service. You won't regret it. But f- for a little country church to decide to spend that kind of money to invest in the children, what was that like to do that?
2: Well, it's it's taking a step in faith, right? There's a lot of prayer, a lot of running the numbers, making sure that the, the congregation is going to be supportive. We took a vote on it before we did it, mm-hmm. and the congregation... The congregation voted overwhelmingly to support it, and the congregation stepped up in a big way. You mentioned the $3.5 million, and that's a lot of money to be spending on a building on Beat Road in rural Caldwell. And we did it, and I can just tell you, it's been an incredible blessing. Tim, you've been out there to see it. Israel does a lot of his work in that, in that facility, and great things are happening in it's just a great opportunity for kids. My kids have gone through that program. Mm-hmm. Um, their youth pastor was your brother mm-hmm. at one point. and it's what they're what we're doing at Deer Flat right now, I think is just making it so the whole family wants to come to church. you know I can, I can I could tell you we're pretty faithful about going, but you mm-hmm. know if my favorite football team is playing that Sunday in November and it's a big game, I might think about not going, but I, I'll tell you this, my kids won't stand for it. Mm-hmm. They make sure that we go, we leave the house the exact same minute every single Sunday yeah. and we don't miss. Yeah. And the reason why we don't miss is because what's happening in that building has been such a part of my kids' lives, they can't stand to miss it. Right, And it speaks volumes to the staff like Israel and, and Martin and, and everybody involved.
0: And of course when we come back from our next this next segment uh, you know I want to hear about some of the mission trips you've had and and of course the the work that you and Hannah and your kids have done uh, on behalf of of those people that you're serving outside the walls of the church I mean the the, the fact that the church is growing and is and has a wonderful building and a, and is that place where where you said the whole family wants to go to church and there's a message that they want to hear, and there's a, and there's a lesson that they can learn and take away for from from the church building for the rest of the week that can help improve their lives and and make their lives better. But what I want to hear about, and I think what we'll talk about, and Pastor Israel will love to hear is tell us a little bit about those those mission trips that you've been on, maybe some of the marriage conferences that you and Hannah have helped uh, have helped shepherd these last few years being a soccer coach and doing all those things that you know of course you as a father and as a as a leader in the church love to participate in in fact just tell me this you got about 30 seconds what was your favorite mission trip that you've been on so far and we'll Well, talk more in depth after the break
2: yeah my favorite is when we went to um mexico just south of tijuana and um, went to a medical clinic and an orphanage and a, and a daycare. And I can't wait to tell you more about it because it was really an incredible experience. All right. And
0: with that, we'll be right back.
1: Hey, this is Pastor Dave McGira from Deer Flat Church. If you're looking for a
2: welcoming community or you can explore your faith or you want to deepen your relationship with God, come check us out in Caldwell, Idaho. Our Sunday worship services are at 9 a.m. and 1045. And you're going to love the setting. We sit out in the middle of farm ground. Our members at the church offer
0: such guidance and friendship and support as you journey on your spiritual path.
2: Find us online at deerflat.org or stop by for a visit today. Hey, this is the church,
1: the perfect church for imperfect people. And we're back from uh, beyond the walls with thing Flirty and John Mackey And and we were talking on the previous segment about of the organic, simple ways of Christ and aging, accomplishing the great commission of christ whether it's locally whether it's next door, next state or even abroad so we heard about john talking about uh different nonprofit organizations serving in the community that's local outreach but recently you you were telling us about this trip you took to south southern tijuana to this town called rosarito rosarito was wrong, like you guys pronounce it. We will deal <laughs> with that in, in in another episode. You know, pronouncing new R's with this Rodriguez. But yes, uh, John, tell us about that experience. How did you get linked up with the, the people there? How do you serve there? How did that trip transformed and changed not just your life and Annas, but your kiddos' life.
2: Yeah. Thanks for that, Israel. That's one of the most important. Things that we did was bring our kids on that mission trip. And we went down with Martin Flaherty with Tim's brother, who's pastor at Deer Flat and the Davis family. And it was a wonderful trip because for a couple of reasons. One, my kids only know suburban life, right? Suburban American life's pretty good. You don't have a lot of worries. You're not worrying about where your next meal's coming from or if your dad's ever going to come home, and you, we, we don't have those kinds of worries. But my kids were around kids who didn't have moms and dads. We spent time at an orphanage down there that was very, very powerful. Uh, that was one of the most important things, just bringing our kids and letting them see that there is there is hurt out there. There are people who need help, and they, they dug right in and helped out, whether it be— Spending time with kids or, or moving gravel or whatever whatever they needed us to do down there, we did it, and we did it with, with, a, grateful, with a grateful heart. We visited a, a medical clinic that's recently been built there. I think they had to travel miles and miles in order to go to see a doctor before they built that medical clinic. And we went to a daycare. The daycare was established so that um, those kids' parents could go to work and not have to leave the kids at home. And it really provided a, an asset to that community, so, an economic asset, so the parents could work. It was it was just a really, really powerful time. And for any of your listeners who are considering going on a mission trip, I would, I, I'd really encourage you to do it. And I would bring your family as well, because it's, it's powerful.
0: We've been talking a lot, Pastor Israel and I, about Puerto Rico and... The work and we've been doing, and we've, we just prior to having you on, for your three episode segment, we were talking with a, pa- a church pastor down there in Comorillo, which is a uh, little town in the mountains of Puerto Rico. and we've been talking about doing a missions trip to Puerto Rico, and I think um, your kids would love it down there. It's, uh, it's so beautiful, and it's so rural and of course it is america but it is third world america and people don't believe me but the third world exists right here in our own backyard and i think there's so much we can do just just to help those people you know i we'd love to have you consider to to you know to join in that effort and i think you know we're trying to pull together a a group of guys and their families to go down there and make a difference in the lives of the the people of Comerio. So, John, tell me this trip you had in Mexico. Tell, give me an give me an idea what's what's one of the stories that happened there that really impacted you? Yeah,
2: well, th- I mean, there's a lot that I could talk about, including you know the, the playing with the orphans and but the you know the one that jumps out at me was going to this daycare that they had and playing soccer with these kids, right? They were there were a couple of you know old white guys, like your brother and me kicking the ball around with all of these kids, and it was it was so crazy how we could have this one thing in common, whether it be a an eight year old um, girl from Mexico and a forty five year old dad from idaho right you th- You roll that soccer ball out and everybody understands it. everybody knows what to do, and they were just grinning from ear to ear watching us play soccer with them and playing soccer with them and it was just it was just a wonderful time knowing that you know we may never see these kids again but you know that that playing soccer with them kind of symbolized the whole time that we had together right that we spent time with them we did projects for them at the end of the day we all just played soccer together we all just rolled the ball around together And um, the joy on on the kids' faces, you know, joking around with a couple old old white guys. Um, It was just a great memory.
0: What a terrific story. And, you know, from seeing my nieces and nephews who you coached in soccer here in America and just thinking back to those times when they were little kids and now, of course, they're teenagers, but what an amazing idea of just everybody's equal on a soccer field. And, John, you know, I think this point that you made about bringing your family into, into this, you know, Israel's so far from home, his family's so far from home, his family's been here so far from home. And, you know, every day for him is outside the walls of his church, because of course his church is 4,000 miles away in South America, in the country of Venezuela. What is it like for you, you know, when you're serving in the secular world as a city council member and you have these big decisions you know how do you how do you make how do you lean on god in order to make those decisions
2: yeah i think that's great and i think the best way to do it is kind of ta- as we talked about just a little bit earlier and that's make prayerful decisions right. right when you have that mindset of pausing and praying and asking um i just think you put you in the right mindset you know when i was in the legislature and on the city council there's There are a lot of big decisions that need to be made that affect a lot of people and affect them personally. And so you want to make the right decision. Part of that's just basing everything on the principle that I am a believer, that my principles are based in the Bible. And so when you make decisions with that framework in mind, uh, you're more focused, right? You you kind of almost know what the decision is before you get to it, mm-hmm. because you feel it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing for the community, and so I think just prayer prayerfully considering matters, pausing for a moment that's the best thing. That's the best way to attack those those kinds of decisions to make those kinds of decisions.
0: Well, and of course, there's a lot of big things happening in Caldwell, and that are coming up, and the next. Several years. I mean, as you said, the community is growing and, you know, the the last thing that I would, that I'd like to say, we just have a few minutes, maybe two minutes left here in this segment. I'd like to know, is there some, some, something in particular out there in outside the church walls in Caldwell that you're working on? I mean, we know we touched on Love Caldwell. When is that next event happening When, when is that next clinic? We, we really want to make sure we're inviting people. You don't just have to be from Caldwell, right? You could be from a surrounding area. You could be from Nampa. Heck, you could come from Mountain Home if you're listening to us and you have enough, you know, money in the gas tank to get yourself to Caldwell for that event that, you know, we want to make sure that you are there, that we see you there, that you get the help you need. And and remember, there's no shame if you're a guy who's working a job, uh, if you're if you're making, they're, they're not going to ask you for any of those sort of paperwork. You're not going to have to pay anything. It's all going to be included in the event. You know, it's just it's it's a service of the church. And so, if you know somebody who may need that help, please bend their ear. And John, tell us what day is Love Caldwell's clinic this year? Yeah, thanks for asking that, Tim. It's
2: um, se- Saturday, September thirtieth. And for you football fans looking at the calendar, Boise State is out of town, and we will have that game on TV. So you don't you don't have to worry about that. Um, but if you need some work done on your teeth, if you need some medical care, if you need any of that kind of stuff, come to that event on that Saturday. Moreover, for some of your listeners, if you want to volunteer, you can jump on the website and we'll get you signed up to volunteer it's dot And if that doesn't pop up, you can always Google it. We're, we're happy to take volunteers and I've, my kids come and volunteer, Hanna vol- volunteers. There's, there's great
0: opportunity to serve as a family and to serve some people in need. And John, you, you know, we, we, we always thank our sponsor, the Dodor Community Warehouse, which really is about going out and beyond the walls uh, what we want to do that day, and I know you didn't know this was happening, so, but I just felt inspired. We're going to bring toys. We're going to okay. bring. We're going to bring three toys for every child that comes through the doors that day. And we're talking big toys, art art kits. We're talking stuff. Dan, we're going to we're going to have you know toys for these kids that day. And so
2: that'd be super, Tim.
0: We're going to work with you, tens of thousands of dollars worth of toys. The the community warehouse is going to be. Just so happy to provide that for you. We're going to want to be a part of that because we, we know what you're doing and we want to support you. We want you to to, to know that the community has your back. No, thank you. That'll be super. Pastor, do you want to say a prayer for us and we'll get out of here?
1: Father, we come to you as we come every day in the name of Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, knowing that when we come to you with our requests, we know that you hear us and you res- respond We pray that you give us your heart so we can receive your word by your spirit and we can do what you want us to do. We can do what you expect us to do so that your people in the community beyond the walls receive your blessings. Thank you for John for for his life, his testimony, his his legacy for his kids, for team, for all those who are listening to this radio program. I I pray your blessing upon every person, every vehicle that is uh, on this radio station right now in your mighty and wonderful name we pray and we thank you Lord amen and amen amen
0: Amen. and we'll be back next week